My name is Thais Gibson, and I'm the creator of the Personal Development School. This is your Daily Breakthrough video, and in this video, I want to talk to you about why am I so clingy? So, um, I wish this was a personal story. <laughs> this isn't actually about me, but it's a good topic title. Hopefully, that people are like, oh, interesting for somebody who doesn't know about attachment styles and wants to learn. Um, I've had my clingy days. Don't worry, I was a fearful avoidance. So I was, you know, before I did a lot of work on myself, I was either anxious or super avoidant and sort of back and forth all the time. But um, I really want to share with you a little bit about this and, and what this actually is all about. If you find yourself being really clingy, if you're already familiar with attachment styles, we won't cover it too much, but we're really going to talk about the deep roots of where this comes from. So think of another way of describing clinginess as being a fear of abandonment. And these roots for the fear of abandonment often actually get constructed at their deepest layers in childhood. And we're actually most impressionable and get some of our deepest rooted programs before the age of three years old, zero to three years old are the most um, impressionable ages for us, followed by three to eight. And the reason for this is our brains are producing mostly alpha and theta brain waves in this, in these cases, even during our waking day throughout the vast majority of it. And when we have these brain waves, we're very, very suggestible. So we're sort of these like super sponges in our early childhood. Now, keep in mind, we have neuroplasticity. The subconscious mind can be reprogrammed. So we can also adopt clingier behaviors in our adult lives. Just like if we're doing work on ourselves, we can adopt more secure behaviors and relationships in our adult lives. But I want you to see really clearly where clean comes from. So if you have a fear of abandonment as a child and you grow up and you're, you have parents or caregivers who are inconsistent. Okay. So I don't even mean that they have to physically abandon or, um, you change homes or your parents are gone for a few months and it creates sort of a, a wound. Of course, all of those, th those things would qualify, but I mean that if your parents are just really inconsistent, like maybe they're both very loving, but they both work a lot, or perhaps you have the inconsistency of one parent being very loving and the other person being um, very busy. Right. And so you've got like this, this juxtaposition of these two caregivers in that way. Well, what these dynamics will create is a perceived abandonment that happens frequently. And then the subconscious mind gets programmed through repetition plus emotion. And at a young age, especially in the first eight years of our lives, at a deeper subconscious level, we are very aware that we need our parents in order to survive. We are aware that we can't like get out of the house at four years old and go cook and clean and buy a house and get a job and do all these things and fend for ourselves. And our species really needs its caregivers much longer than most other species on the planet. And so when we are young and we know that we need our caregivers and we need to be able to rely on them in order to survive, what happens is from a very young age, we get survival and approval confused and sort of intertwined, right? It's almost like wires get crossed. Like I need approval from my caregivers and I need to be loved because how else am I going to know that they're going to support me if I don't have that attunement, that connection that they're showing to me, or if there's an inconsistency of it then I start feeling this sort of like feeling of being petrified. Like, oh my gosh, what if my caregivers leave me, right? What, what if I, I, I don't survive? And so at a very young age, those wires get crossed. And we see this a lot for both anxious, preoccupied attachment cells, the most by far. And then also fearful avoidance can have that clingy side where they can be really activated or sort of pull away. And so I see a lot of people really judging themselves for this behavior, like be, being really upset, being like really judgmental, like, why do I always do this? What's wrong with me? Well, what's happening is your conscious mind probably logically knows that clinginess may be something that actually pushes somebody away in a time that that person may say that they need space or time or things like this, or clinginess can be something that feels like it, it comes on too strong to people. 
in the dating stage of a relationship at times and can also push somebody away from, from dating and continuing the relationship. And the conscious mind may know, but the subconscious mind is the one really running the show and making decisions. And so the conscious mind can't outwill or overpower the subconscious mind for long periods of time. And so you may have this, this dynamic where it's like, your conscious mind is like, don't call my partner too many times just after we've um, had an argument or whatever it might be, but your subconscious mind calls a bunch of times anyways. And so we have this sort of disparity that happens. And so you see these big themes and there's one last theme here that's really important. Our subconscious mind as well, the more anxious we are, usually the more we've outsourced our needs meeting power to other individuals. So if you're an anxious, preoccupied attachment style, usually you tend to rely almost exclusively on other people to soothe you outside of you and to meet your needs and these sorts of things. A lot of your personality as an anxious, preoccupied individual may be a little more centered, at least than other attachment styles around you getting your needs met from things like emotional connection, romantic relationships, community, friendships, social interaction, feeling liked, feeling valued, feeling approved of. Like these are a lot of things that you'll, you'll base your personality around. So if you pay close attention to that, that means I'm deriving a lot of my identity from the outside in. A lot of my needs being met from the outside in. When we don't have a good capacity to meet our own needs, it fosters a little bit of dependency. And then when we feel like those needs are being taken away because we don't have somebody to rely on from the outside in, maybe the main sources of our needs are our partner, our, our spouse, our friends, our family members are busy, they're, they're not available. Well, our needs feel like our sense of self, like without our sense of self being able to function, we would die as well. So we have like this, this capacity to feel like a survival threat as well when our needs are being taken away. And if we tend to get a lot of those needs met from the outside in, when they feel pulled away, this can feel like it's actually another survival threat. So clinginess is the result of a trauma response. It's either based in childhood, mixing up survival with approval, having those wires crossed, the fear of abandonment being mixed up with approval or sorry, but being mixed up with survival at an even deeper layer or our needs not being met, being mixed up um, with our ability to survive as well. And if we're deriving those needs from the outside and you'll see a lot of that. So these are the three main reasons and they're super important to recognize. And it's also important to recognize that you can reprogram these things. These can change. Thank you for watching and for being here. Please like, share, and subscribe if you haven't already. And I will see you in the next video.